Hello and welcome to Football Twaddle. Yet another episode, and finally we have the darshan of the big man, Tanush Baru. Hello, hello. What is up, you guys? I am back. Hello, yes. bloody bloody bastard. How are you? I was on loan to a different podcast called Off the Field. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm back. Oh, this is like Chelsea loaning to Vitesse. So it's all yes. it's all in the family. And we also have a podcast regular. In fact, we should just change the logo and put his face somewhere on it. And Ramu Kumar Arushes. <laughs> yes. What's up? What's up? What's up? Arushes. <laughs> <laughs> all all right so this is part of our attempt of trying to make three or four podcasts a week and trying to put it out to see if we can get daily engagement from listeners and like you know and also be up to date in the world of football so we released just today one today on fantasy football and we are going to see when we'll release this which is tomorrow hopefully so let's start baru you said you had a good headline to start the podcast with oh yes arsenal legend Okay, I'll give you three guesses who this Arsenal legend could be. Oh, I didn't know we were starting with quiz, but okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep it like dynamic, man. All right, let's go. Yeah, sure. Do you think? Freddie Lumberg. Okay, Saru, what's your guess? <laughs> quick, quick. Uh, Jens Lehmann. Oh no, you did not. Arsenal legend Jens Lehmann eyes managerial job at Scottish club Dundee United. What are you saying? How did you get this? <laughs> <laughs> the the first Arsenal legend you could think of was Jens Lehmann. <laughs> oh, I just missed Per Mertesacker. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy, man. I'm so yeah. up to date. I've read every <laughs> every tabloid in the world. Then, man, I'll have to open Global News China or something now. I guess <laughs> for stuff you haven't read. All right. So since Baru, you brought up Arsenal. Let's just start with Arsenal. You know, Premier League has started. It's been what a week since it started, and Arsenal has not won one a point or scored a no. They scored one goal, right? So let's start with the most obvious piece of information that after they lose two games, they get David Onstein to write at the Athletic on how their preparations were hampered. Right <laughs> for the for the Man City game, and three players were tested positive, but they were in close contact with two others. So those two others also had to go in quarantine, and that probably just threw them off and put the yes, whole. But chaos. the point over here, which you missed out on, is they tested positive, but it turns out they actually weren't positive. Wait, I, yeah, it was a false. About? It was a false positive. So um, the obvious theory that uh, football twaddle is going to report on first in the world is that the guy who took the dabs, the swabs, or whatever dabs, swabs was actually a, a Tottenham fan, and he just told them, "Yeah, you know, the reports are positive." And Arsenal knew that their players, that their players, had been quarantined and in isolation and had been following all protocols since the past mm. how many weeks. So they knew that it wasn't really possible for uh, somebody to just contract the virus. So they actually uh, did a test internally also, and then waited for Premier League protocols. That the second test that itself that they did, mm-hmm. it turned out to be negative. But because they had to wait for Premier League's test, and that came only like I think uh, either a day or a few hours before they had to fly for City. Yeah. Uh, that is when they finally got cleared to train with the team for two or three hours. Okay, it is also different nowadays because. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's make let's me ask the obvious question: Who were these players? Uh, I think uh, the guy who looked like he trained the least 
<laughs> David Lewis, so let's just put it on him. He's already taking so much slack. Uh, <laughs> so might as well just load it on him. And second player is probably Gwindozi. Uh, because he shared the hair with Lewis, they couldn't maintain two meter distance. Yes, yes. The hair just <laughs> creeped in into the safe distance. And, <laughs> and third uh, is Neil Mope. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's an awesome player all along? <laughs> so, yes, the question for you is why does only such news come out about Arsenal? Like, <laughs> what's up with that club? And post-mortem help of reporters in trying to justify why they lost game against Brighton. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think their PR management is as bad as most of their players have been in the last decade. So, David Lewis at least, that also. <laughs> at least they know that uh, Einstein is somebody that all Arsenal fans believe, like, you know, blindly. Yeah. So, they, they just had him on speed dial. Yeah, kuch kar de, yaar. Anyway, you lighting. <laughs> <laughs> on a daily basis now. Over content yeah. So talking about the first game Arsenal played Baru, which is against Manchester City. You know, we I did the podcast with Jayanth for FPL before that. And I think he made said a line there, we anyway expect Arsenal to lose. Right? So he started off his picks for fantasy football saying that look, we will anyway Arsenal will lose, but there is an off chance that Aubameyang may score against Brighton. So, let me start that saying that Arsenal fans expected to lose to City. But that first half seemed alright. I mean, not very bad. Till David Luiz decides to do all David Luiz. Yeah, Luiz and Mari, actually, that was... I mean, a lot of people, typical Arsenal fans, now there is something to, you know, hold on to. That, oh yeah, if we had those two, we would have played better. But obviously, we knew the end result was going to be the same. But it's just an excuse that you can, like, stand on right now. Who can so, stand yeah. on? <laughs> None of us. Are. Even the fans, fans are not standing on. <laughs> well, that is what I'm hearing, right? In the groups and all these forums, where fans are going on about how Mari uh, would have been in defense in the entire game, even though this guy was playing yeah. just a second game for Arsenal. Okay. Uh, the... And there was the whole, uh, at least against City, there was that whole thing about Arsenal flying down to City just two hours or four hours before the game. Mm. As compared to staying there a previous night or a previous day or something. So, I th- uh, that is the point I think even Gary Neville had raised. I'm reading it right now. Okay, what's, what's he <laughs> what, what did he raise? If you're reading it, read it fully and tell us. <laughs> Gary Neville slams Arsenal's decision to fly down to City three hours before the game. <laughs> okay, that was that was simple. Uh, ah, yeah. yes, two two questions. Yeah. Since you and I love reality TV, even Baru does. But since this <laughs> about Arsenal, let's talk about AFTV. Did you see the goal celebration against Brighton? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I think this this is. I mean, I really miss football, dude. But that's when I realized that what was what what I was missing. You miss in football. the lockdown. You miss football by watching an AFTV for this game. for yeah for this sort of hijinks. It's become. Such an integral part of football that this is something I really miss because, I mean, if you looked at uh, most of their videos, they were talking about some other shit. I mean, not just AFT, all the football-related uh, video reality TV content people. <laughs> video reality TV. <laughs> Unlike us. Oh, yeah. We are audio reality yeah. TV. <laughs> oh, man. That is so cool. So... Even I miss, dude. I mean, having said that, you know, when the match started, we, I think at least the three of us on the podcast, a few of our other friends, we watch matches from time to time. That whole communal feeling only has gone away. It's just like you have to sit at your house, watch it, Mm -hmm. 
and then commented, "How sad is that? Why can't we just be allowed to go to each other's house in Bombay?" <laughs> I mean, it's it depends on your society, right? You can still possibly do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, there is a piece at the Telegraph. I think Paul Hayward wrote this, saying mm-hmm. that Arteta needs to control his players, but also says that they Arsenal control most of the game and they should be winning three points in such games, right? So the, the Brighton I, game, no? Yeah, the Brighton yeah, game. Okay. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think City loss was a given. Yeah, she keep yeah. up with the podcast yeah, yeah. at least. <laughs> no, I thought this was some uh, delusional crazy news you're, you're reading out or something. No, 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 no. Dude, okay. he's spent by Thai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why is it that <clears throat> Arsenal doesn't win such games before we get the expert take of Baru, which is, I don't know, man. <laughs> why is it that Arsenal no, does, don't win such well, games? Well, if you step back and look at the way football i mean this is a sort of a far out theory i have that football progressively has become a more of a systems game which is why most of the teams are sort of preferring athletes over players with a lot of individual brilliance and uh, when it comes to that uh, when you try to sign too many of these players you can get into sort of a mediocrity trap like when i when i looked at it arsenal team should uh, that seemed like a very weak arsenal team without you know the people with individual brilliance like ozel or pepe uh, Pe- uh, pepe was the exception rather i mean i'd say even that kid martinelli is pretty exciting so you know uh, i mean if you looked at uh, teams from maybe 10 years ago and all you would have like five players who have great inju- individual ability like your wingers your central midfielder maybe your second striker and all but all of that is changing but you know at the same time even if football is becoming football will never become like american football where you know your manager will tell you a play and that can be executed but yeah. you know that's that sort of a trap that you're falling into and however you know when it comes to athletics even smaller teams can adapt sports science and you know it sort of becomes an equalizer if you have players who can run as fast as your players and jump <laughs> as fast and you know th- those sort of abilities that are not innate no i agree with your point but the only thing i would say that say is that why does it happen only with arsenal then why what you no know, but it, it i mean these things happen to a lot of other i mean even united united uh, are not falling into a mediocre trap it's just that the transfer policy is dog shit so we have to rely on you know like valencia at right back and stupidity like that and we end up losing games as well because we we have to rely on bloody fergie era players or youth players rather than our transfers who unfortunately don't work out okay yeah so, one of them is a manager right now we've been hanging out to fergie and yes for so long yeah all right so baru so according to yash there is something called the bad shit transfer policy and mediocrity <laughs> trap so what is arsenal <laughs> Uh, we have a half an hour podcast right jaldi jaldi <laughs> we need to move on <laughs> that is that question is too loaded man <laughs> so concise answer man <laughs> what is arsenal arsenal is <laughs> a duct taped <laughs> set of <laughs> i don't know old and new systems with a messed up transfer policy man <laughs> all right i think the manager <laughs> oh and the manager there's a manager as well oh, okay. wait they call him the head coach now so oh <laughs> oh god all right uh so let us then move on to other things jason because i remember this head coach manager thing because uh while emery was the head coach 
people would still say that at least uh, you know Wenger was our last manager. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> they don't even want to count Emery as their last whatever successor or something. <laughs> All right, man. We sh- we need to move on. So Jason Burt has a column on Telegraph. This is how much people have to write because there is no fans in the stadium. <laughs> His article is titled "Empty Stadiums Offer Fascinating Insight into Player and Manager Interactions." So Bernardo. <laughs> Bernardo if one more time, if one more time a commentator says, like we have seen in the Bundesliga, dude, I will cry, man. They say no. that in every second sentence for the whole home crowd advantage. He didn't say that. So what he said was, Bernardo Silva said in a post-match interview that they could hear both Pep's and Arteta's instructions so clearly that it was no longer possible to ignore a manager's instructions. It just so happens that City players heard both their sets of instructions, and Arsenal <laughs> players heard no set of instructions. <laughs> the guy, you know, they usually send the substitute with these instructions, right? <laughs> with a piece of paper. <laughs> so that's your happened. David Luiz ko bheja. He just forgot to give it, and he came back also. <laughs> All right, and yes, this is to you. In the Spurs versus United game, Scott McTominay was the loudest for United. Okay, and, and for us, it was Birdlaw, no? <laughs> Dude, he got injured. He's out for the season. So, there's no voice in that team anymore. Oh, man. But, speaking of this, McTominay was supposedly the loudest. And Hugo <laughs> Lloris was the loudest for, for Spurs. Arranging right. the team. But they didn't hear David De Gea's voice at all. <laughs> but that's a, that's a big criticism that uh, United... Well, the, the rare criticism that United fans have... Always had about him that he's not very vocal. Like really? this is one aspect of the game that is always missing. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought even United fans watching on TV couldn't hear David Daya saying something. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, man. All right, moving on. Let's do this. Uh, who wants to take it first? I think Yash. Why don't you start? Do white lives matter <laughs> at Burnley? <laughs> Only no, <in> man. <laughs> that was so bad. That was so bad. Horrible. <laughs> Oh, so you're so, saying white lives matter everywhere and not just at Burnley and that's what you feel bad about? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I mean, when you put it that way, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everywhere except, oh man, yeah. Martinelli got injured. <laughs> Where? They're In not the even playing. Yeah, they're not even playing. <laughs> they're not even playing and Martinelli got injured. <laughs> oh God. All right. So, Baru, what do you think of this white lives matter? Why do, where does all the such things come from? Ben me had to go and post match. Ben, you lost final. You know what? Let's get back to that later. I am just so embarrassed <laughs> with this very white lives matter. Why? Why yeah. do people do that? Because obviously he didn't want to talk about the match. <laughs> but who is spending money on this? There are these GoFundMe's for everything nowadays, man. <laughs> oh, God. No, but I, I think th- it has to be some ultra right wing organization. And uh, coincidentally, the, if you if you remember, the government of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you if you remember, like two years ago when Burnley were doing rather well, someone observed that all their players are white. Don't you remember that when they when they finished seventh and ended up in the Europa that season, their first season back, I guess. Yeah, all yeah. of their players were white, and a lot of them called the team Brexit FC. And their game was also like from the nineties. And uh, well, Burnley also when the next transfer window opened, promptly bought a black pair. <laughs> so, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Mukhtar Abbas Nakvi of Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! So who is this black player they bought? Here? Do you have any idea? I uh, know, I have no clue. I have no clue. <laughs> but was, that was that was news, you know. That was big news. Oh, Burnley bought a black player. Like they they were an so, old. 
all white team and <laughs> the all whites <laughs> which team is so, called the lily whites uh, tottenham leeds yeah. tottenham no tottenham are called yeah, the lily <laughs> tottenham yeah okay uh, okay If so you add a, a la in front of it it becomes uh, l in front of it becomes <laughs> real madrid lily whites lily whites lily and a pharmaceuticals company also <laughs> while you're at it <laughs> Oh, oh some reporter found the time to chase the company which flew the white lives matter thingy <laughs> and they asked him why didn't you say no he's like are our job is to fly it's not illegal <laughs> to fly it we are making money it's so paise mil rahe bhai so i think so, there's yeah, a petition going sterling, on to even sterling it. had put a tweet on it like you know just the photo and even he was getting a lot of hate people weren't saying that you know okay equality whatever the only refrain that everyone had is what you got a problem that white lives matter what is wrong with you it's like maine to kuch bola bhi nahi hai yaar i'm just i'm just putting it off so it's this is ridiculous man i mean but if you know i think jose saw this and said oh if we lose we can put such things and deflect he like let's do this this is the new jose way he love a team full of black people but he love white lives matter flying on a stadium see as long as everyone understands like what the whole black lives movement you know stands for unlike some premier league players we saw over this weekend like sadio mane <laughs> who doesn't respect this i don't think he understands he's <laughs> only it is brilliant man <laughs> everyone takes the knee and he runs down the left wing <laughs> did jurgen klopp come out with a quote for that <laughs> um nahi i think the only quote quotable thing that jurgen klopp said this week was uh, i'm surprised that a team that scored five past burnley is 20 points behind us or something oh mm. he can he can say all this now fast <laughs> yeah full on fast when you win the league all right we should take a break right now after the break let's talk about this bruno pogba what's going on there and a few other things which happened over the weekend see you after the break Welcome back to Football Twaddle. The Premier League is back. Lot of matches going on, and yes, Manchester Yo. United do well to get the one-one draw. When I say do well, they did well <laughs> and still got a one-one draw. Yeah. But the thing we need to talk about is is Bruno Fernandez the top dog at Man United right now, more than ahead of Pogba also. I mean, I would not say so. They're they're different personalities, and I hope uh, they're complementing each other well. This Pogba totally seems like the guy who'll be the cool guy who'll lead by example, and Bruno from day one has been the guy who's shouting instructions and stuff. So good that you mentioned that point. You said Pogba is the cool guy who will lead by example. So before the league started, the Daily Mirror carried a very important article which said that Bruno Fernandez took Pogba aside and he told him, "Dude, we need to have some cool goal celebrations. We need to have <laughs> some cool goal celebrations, yeah. <laughs> right?" So when Bruno Fernandez also needed some sass, <laughs> he went to Paul Pogba. <laughs> But I don't know what does that make it. Who's still the leader in this? Is Bruno because he took the initiative, or is it Pogba because he he has the cool? I think it has to be Pogba because he has the goods. <laughs> he has the goods. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, goods are coolest. <laughs> okay. 
all right so while the matches have started and mm-hmm. bullshit pandey 3 has also started right so yep. jimmy redknapp goes on to say marcus rashford will end up getting frustrated with bruno fernandes that's according to jimmy redknapp obviously mm-hmm. who reckons united's portuguese midfielder will always look to shoot instead of pass to final third and so jimmy redknapp is already predicting rashford is going to get frustrated with bruno and probably will leave the club <laughs> wow that that's uh... <laughs> that's a stretch i know we we'll leave the club probably is my addition yeah. but if he gets frustrated what will he do he has to leave right yeah that's true but i i, I doubt that will happen <laughs> what do you make of he 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 hasn't come across as a entirely selfish player i mean he likes to shoot from distance from time to time but really? he passes the ball pretty well he's taken the penalty duties also away from rashford goal kahan se marega shoots he scores penalties what's left of rashford <laughs> you still need, I mean in that case maybe the entire defense can just mark bruno no? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man okay. baru do you like bruno or you couldn't care no i'm waiting <laughs> i'm waiting for on scene article 7 years later bruno first gave a trial at arsenal oh, and arteta <laughs> rejected him before solcher hired him something like arteta arteta the man just stick to venga man <laughs> Dude, somebody had come out with a Wenger rejected eleven, right? Wenger rejected eleven. Oh, yeah, like with Zlatan and Messi and whatever. <laughs> He rejected Messi. I don't know. Uh, Ronaldo. It was a very yeah, Ronaldo. It was a very uh, <laughs> hazy selection criteria. <laughs> like Wenger spoke to Messi, so let's just add Messi's name in that. <laughs> All right. So there's one more thing. Who of which one of you saw Roy Keane's meltdown? <laughs> Half time meltdown. Oh, <laughs> I think yes, saw it. He said, "Oh yeah. no." <laughs> Obviously, I, I honestly think that Roy Keane uh, knows what sells, and he's he's being that caricature of himself, like you know, the hard man Roy Keane. <laughs> but why, <laughs> dude? Why? Like, I mean, yeah, it was a horrible mistake for sure. But I mean, there, there is again reality TV coming there, right? I mean, he had Patrice Evra also saying, yeah, "I'll go pick them up in a cab and all that." It's all good fun. Yeah, but uh, I think now. um i wouldn't say like can of worms but like mm-hmm. one worm that has come out is i think darren <laughs> bent or somebody talking about how he did that in uh, uh in the locker room also for two hours he was just yelling at his players and everyone just freaked out rocking as a manager you mean yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's up, but, it's, re- uh, it's really apparent why rocking was such a huge success as a manager now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's okay. I I don't think he needs to be that upset. Be uh, while he's doing panditri though. I mean, as a manager, maybe you're too emotionally involved. Oh, I think they're all from the Gordon Ramsay school of reality television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say from the Lydia school of reality television. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is what the headline says. Darren Bent is quotes still traumatized by Roy Keane's two-hour dressing room rant. <laughs> He's still traumatized. Bent like really in the tabloids this week. He said oh, he was yeah. disappointed with the white lives. He found it strange that it should be over Burnley because they don't again, as just said, don't have a black guy in their squad. <laughs> Yo, they got the whitest of them all. Ben, me to apologize. <laughs> okay, a uh, few other things. Let the white McNeil actually came and said, "Hey, hello." My dad is black. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what has the world come to? People are saying my dad is black. 
Yeah, because uh, saying I have a black friend is just so passe now, right? Yeah. So they're just taking it a step ahead. You know what they would do in India? I spoke to my cab driver. He's introducing me to a few black people. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, final few questions. Mm-hmm. Who will get relegated? Guys, come on. <laughs> we know the answers now. We should know the answers. We are a budding, thriving, thoughtful podcast. <laughs> we should know such answers. Right. It's a knowledge. Yash is googling bottom three. <laughs> Before I say the names. Norwich, I'd say. I mean, that is one. You need to predict the other two. Uh, Norwich, Aston Villa and West Ham. West Ham? Oh, yeah. yeah. They are enough. Not Bournemouth. So I think Bournemouth will somehow pull through. All right. Eddie Howe is too nice. <laughs> that way. Who face? Bournemouth face Wolves, Newcastle, United, Tottenham, Leicester. Newcastle United or Newcastle and United, Manchester United? And United. <laughs> City. Southampton, Everton. Dude, they're gone. They, yeah. There's no way Burnmouth is surviving. Don't West Ham also have bad... Uh, okay. Good okay. point. So uh, it's, I'm glad when Savant comes on the podcast. <laughs> it prepares us. Yeah. So West Ham are facing Tottenham, Chelsea, Newcastle, Burnley, Norwich, Watford, United, Manchester United, not Watford, yeah. and Aston Villa. So I think West Ham so, we are... No, but West Ham are facing like three direct, all the three direct rivals for relegation. So, and you know, some of the other teams have nothing to play for. They, they might just come away with draws and stuff as well. All right, yeah. cool. Let's Chelsea. not let's not dwell on this fast. We need to move on. Baru, will City get suspended from Europe for at least a year? Um, the line in that article said that both parties are happy with the judgment. So, <laughs> what? I don't think so. <laughs> That's you don't think both so? Parties were, both, no, C- I don't think C- we're getting banned here. Dude, City could have reduced the two-year ban to a one-year ban and some like $4 million fine. Right? They could be happy with that judgment also. Point. But I I, I think they uh, pulled through. They won't get banned. Wow. I will cut this piece separate and play it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly <laughs> speaking, they... UEFA don't want a major team out of the their competition. No? Exactly. They're fine with like placing bans on smaller teams like Chelsea. <laughs> but, but I don't understand. If a major team, if City gives, goes out, it's most likely going to be Manchester United. So, they're getting a bigger team, right? Oh, but th- th- then they have the uh, big team playing their other competition. Dude, no one watches that. Even United uh, fans. Uh, dude, yeah. I think Europa works only because United play. In, United and Arsenal play in Europa. Like all these... Not all the millions know. of fans from all over the world watching. Oh, that prob- probably they've just swapped it. They said, "City, you play Europa League next year." No, if, if, they, if <laughs> that, it's a no, if it's a ban, then it's a ban, right? Yeah, they can't do that. Like, otherwise they'll just revive the UEFA Intertoto League or something just to get City to play Intertoto. Sorry. Okay, fine. Anyway, so let's see. According to Baru, they don't get banned, so that's it. And yes, the last question to you: Chelsea bought. Zayek, Timo Werner, they're already there, man, next season. Dude, why are they making moves so fast? And why are they buying such, buying such good players? <laughs> because, I mean, they, they need to next season, man. I mean, if if, if two teams, uh, if, if they didn't make these transfers and if two teams got their action, uh, got their game on, <clears throat> game on, then they might have missed out on the top four. I still think Chelsea will not challenge for the title. Next season, they'll finish like a comfortable third or something. 
But imagine, imagine Chelsea by chance don't play in Champions yeah. League. <laughs> what will Timo Werner? He'll start crying, I think. <laughs> Outside Stamford yeah. Bridge. <laughs> That's true. I mean, uh, he. Uh, I think it's a step up for him, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Guys, the final question of the podcast. Is Timo Werner worth half the money he's been bought for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How much is he bought? Like 50? Yeah, whatever is the number. Just assume half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, since you're asking uh, non-Chelsea fans, then yeah, definitely. He's worth at least half. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally worth half. Uh, what right. about you? Is he worth double? <laughs> Dude, no, <laughs> I uh, my base is only half. If he's <laughs> worth half, at least we've recouped half the money. <laughs> so, other half bad me gaya. <laughs> oh, I love this accounting, dude. Oh, wow. I hope Granit Jaka is back in training. <laughs> okay, that cha- hope hopefully that changes Arsenal's fortunes and Baru can see them win. I think on that yes. positive note, we should just leave this podcast. Yep. Uh, see you guys soon. Yes, thanks a lot for coming in. No problem. Your your face kind of resembles Arush's, so let's just see <laughs> what we can do with it on the logo. <laughs> yeah, please squint a bit. <laughs> Dude, chashmani bhen tha Wo ham <laughs> yeah and and put a mask on yes pehle chota photo and uske upar mask pehna de baru and baru as always pleasure talking to you man yeah the pleasure is all mine <laughs> uh, off the field is done for the season so hopefully see you week in week out no oh, man <laughs> no, dude you can't feel shit about it that's just sad all right and all of you follow us at the rate footy twaddle on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook is football twaddle or you can follow at the rate Baru Krissi on Twitter or G Sarvagna or Mr. Savs, whatever. We'll put it on the show notes. You can follow any of us. That's a long yeah. handle. Exactly. All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.